Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, head of marketing of Finos, and this is the Open Source and Finance Podcast. And on this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Kara Delia from Red Hat, and we discuss uh, contributions from non-technical people. Basically, how do you get non-developers involved in your open source projects? We also had a good time catching up, so I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy, and hit the music. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Grizz Griswold, head of marketing at Finos. Hope you're doing well. Today, I have my friend, Kara. I just, Delia? Yes? No? Yes. Did I get it right? Delia. <laughs> you got it. Winner, winner, chicken I, dinner. I, I'm looking at your name going, and you told me how to say it, and I was like, ah, <laughs> dang it. Um, but Kara uh, is with Red Hat, and uh, she's a principal community architect there. Uh, Kara, say hello. Hello, folks. Hey. Um, so, of course, I'm happy to have you here. We've had some great discussions before, um, uh, especially as I was coming into this new role. Um, but uh, but I'd really, really like to learn more about you and, and what you do at Red Hat. And then we'll go into some open source things. But um, but tell me, you know, what is a principal community architect um, at Red Hat do on a daily basis? And um, and then we can also talk about, you know, like, how did you come to this role in the first place? Absolutely. So thanks for having me. And I um, sit in the office of the CTO, which um, houses our open source program office. And so I'm in our OSPO and I work on a vertical architecture team that is headed up by Leslie Hawthorne, who has um, graced Finnis. uh, Yes, (laughs) Yeah, she's a great contributor. And Um, she's a dear friend as well. Um, mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and so how long, how long have you been with Red Hat? So I've been with Red Hat for uh, a little over two years. And so what my role um, does within the, the OSPO is um, it's a little bit different in that I look after the FSI vertical financial services. And I also look after sustainability, especially in the areas of sustainable finance and um, environmental sustainability or the E to the S and G. <laughs> and <Gotcha. laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I don't look after one community similar to like a, a Fedora. I look after multiple. And so um, and as far as how Red Hat shows up in those communities, so Finos being one of those. Right. Um, and let's see. So so let's go back in time. Um, uh, Pre Red Hat. Um, mm-hmm. What What type of you know, I think for, you know, community managers, community architects, marketing people um, as well, like we, we sometimes come to our roles in, in um, I was about to say circuitous, is that the right word? Uh, in, in different ways. Um, uh, tell tell us kind of your your journey coming to, you know, a very, a very technical uh, company, maybe not coming from a totally technical background. Absolutely. So, my background, the bulk of it has been in um, regulatory environments, financial services. I worked at Cap One or Capital One. And, um, you know, at Cap One, I certainly learned how to be a technologist. They're very technology focused. 
And through my career, I came into tech, supporting financial services in, from a marketing perspective. And so, um, you know, full stack marketer and was working as uh, an account or starting up the account base uh, program here at Red Hat. Mm -hmm. um, so I was at SAS Analytics and then I came over uh, to Red Hat and worked with sales uh, in a one-to-one -one environment. And I kept getting the question from our customers, you know, how to start an open source program office. And to be honest, I had no clue what that was. And so I had to look it up right. and I realized, oh, we actually have one. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and so I felt, um, you know, a little uneducated and reached out to uh, actually Dave Neary, who I think has been on your yep. podcast as well. And um, reached out to him, had him uh, talk to one of our customers and was like, wow, this is really powerful. And yeah. um, so I was in my account-based role and the role opened up with Leslie and it was just really a natural fit. I mean, I'd had financial services, was able to bring that. And one of the key aspects of a community architect is being able to listen and to mm. read the room and, and to be kind, truly. Cool. <laughs> there's there is a point that you don't hear too often um i, I want to come back to that as at some point as well um so read the room be kind what was the second point listen Li oh oh see what i did there okay yeah. uh, <laughs> so very yeah. good yeah um so so then tell me, you know, like, um, as you read the room, as you listen to, to people in communities, um, and as you're kind to them, um, what, um, you know, what type of things are you learning about open source and financial services? Um, you know, wh where do you see the industry right now? Great question. So right now I see, I really, I see us at a turning point. One of the reasons being from uh, talent retention from the great resignation, people looking at different careers. The thing that I see the most is that the issues in, in, the, in the different organizations are similar. Yep. And so that really is an easy spot for the collaboration to happen in a non-competitive way to mm -hmm. be able to you know, further the digital uh, transformation that is <laughs> certainly a term that's used plenty of times, but, but to really to innovate. And um, where I'm also seeing the opportunities, I think from the investment banking side, there had, I'd say they were a lot further down the path of open mm -hmm. source and the acceptance of open source. And so the real opportunities are around bringing that retail bank in to be able to enhance that customer experience. And I think too, that's where those non-technical resources will be able to get involved, your brand team, you know, your people team, to be able to, you know, hire and attract better talent, to be able to bring this into, you know, customer campaigns and um, to to really create a more, uh, a real strategy that is not just from a developer audience, but still not losing that either, mm -hmm. being true to that. Okay, so, so we're heading, okay. Would you say that classically open source has been very geared towards developer or technology type people? 
Absolutely. And it needed to be, to be able to get to where it is. Um, and it, it, that still will need to happen. I think um, in addition, especially with community, the community architect role and, and um, in many ways, developer relations, it's being able to synthesize what is needed from the developer mm-hmm. to be able to bring that back to the business. So many times, you know, I'm talking to our engineering team and it's being able to synthesize what their needs are, what the sales team's needs are, um, emerging tech, because in many ways, the principal community or not the principal, just a community architect role right. is horizon looking. You're supposed to be able to, to synthesize and understand what trends are happening. Um, and to bring that back into your organization and to be able to communicate that in a meaningful way. Gotcha. And, and um, I'm going to put a pin in there and, and come back to that, I think, too. Um, as far as, so, so let's, you know, the leading question about was open source more for developers and tech, technologists, um, you know, uh, Let's talk about more of the non-technologist side of open source um, and, and the contributions that can come out of that. Um, so, so you came from a, a technically a non technically a non-tech <laughs> background. Um, yeah, words are hard for me today. Uh, <laughs> no worries. And um, um, and so so, but you've you were again back to you were working for a very you know technical company um, that you know. St- was born in open source, obviously, um, in Red Hat. And, but, but, you know, let's go into maybe what are some of, besides the community architect role and the community manager role, what, what other things are you seeing maybe in, um, from non-technical folks that could benefit open source projects, open source communities in ways that maybe technologists are not seeing right now? Mm. Yeah, I would say easily the DEI work that's going on, um, that it has a great DEI working group, and that is similar in other uh, projects and foundations. Uh, and in addition would be uh, the marketing that's needed to be able to promote and gain new members to a project, um, members and contributors as well. Um, technical and non-technical, you know, with having a non-technical background, I think too, is, you know, you're coming with a different perspective. And I think anyone, once you're so close to something, you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm -hmm. And it's always helpful to be able to give, um, you know, maybe add an additional creative lens to something. So, um, so definitely that DEI work and, um, and code of conduct, you know, being, going back to the kindness piece. Making yep. sure, uh, you know, we're, I've been going through some customer conversations. And one thing that uh, a leader in a global financial organization shared, which was so poignant that they, to me, that they um, took this as their ethos is treat someone uh, in the open source world that you would and live by the ethical principles that you would from your organization in open source as well and treat them no differently. It's pretty good words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, what about, uh, I, I'm asking this question pointedly because I, in a previous life, I was a project manager. Um, and I always felt like the, um, and, and I, and I worked with customers and with the developers, um, as well. And, and, and with sales. And I always felt like I was a translator 
Um, so that kind of going back to, you know, one of your previous points, um, you know, project managers, product managers, um, you know, how, how do they fit in or could they fit in as well to this open source uh, project structure, open source community structure? 100%, um, yeah. you know, especially because there are many, it, we just to stay on track, truly. Um, but to be able to translate and to your, to your point, translate and synthesize, you know, what is needed for a project and what mm -hmm. is going to be needed from a contribution standpoint, you know, if, um, say, from a Red Hat perspective, we uh, contribute to compliance, the compliant infrastructure SIG. Uh, it's being able to, and I do work with a project manager internally to be able to make sure that the resources that we're providing are going to be able to help to promote that project. Right. Um, not just for Red Hat, but for the, the foundation's project. Gotcha. Um, and and then, you know, maybe, okay, so project manager is helping with that. You're helping facilitate that. Um, it, you know, Sometimes I am that as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Many times I am. <laughs> no, noted, yes. Um, where do you think a, like, in that type of project and we're talking we're talking about cfi right um compliant financial infrastructure um in that type of project af after you know red hat is contributing you know resources whether they are you know human hu human resources um human resources um you know maybe financial maybe technical resources you know whatever it happens to be um you know and the project managers and you have kind of laid out here are the things that that we can help deliver. You know, are there places for again non-technical um, contributors to to really get involved? You know, after that point, um, as a project is is growing in momentum. Absolutely, I, honestly, at this place or at that point, and, and even throughout the process, this is where technical writers or just people that have the ability for writing are um, very valued documentation is uh for any project is key yep. and sometimes it's very it's the last thing that's thought about because you know there are so many irons in the fire and other things to address but uh, another great spot would be for a writer and even if you don't have a technical writing background if you can mm -hmm. you know have um you know just some basic understanding of technology i think anyone would gladly hand over and help guide the documentation process right right and and i think i was telling you a story about um you know one of our projects uh we had some non-technical marketing contributions for the more fear project coming from mm -hmm. uh from ditto tv from mike wilson and, and such a character <laughs> yeah yes yes <laughs> and um mike and his team you know really translated um you know what the developers you know the 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 core maintainers of the Morpheus project, what they were thinking and and you know doing into you know things that actually allow other people to understand what they're doing. You know, back to the translation thing, um, it you know I, I felt like it was something that like it's one thing to have other developers get involved with your project because they understand the technical aspects of it that make their life easier. But there's a whole other set of non-technical people that maybe they're technical too that that maybe we forget about in this um that i normally forget about but you know those are the business decision makers that are you know 
the the middle managers, the the managing directors, um, you know, even the C-suite, um, you know, how, how do you think that those people could get involved, even if, you know, say they're a manager running a team and technical or non-technical, but, you know, or making decisions, um, you know, on whether to invest resources into a project? You covered a lot there and that <laughs> I definitely want to come back to the mic or what the ditto TV, yeah. because I think that is really important. But um, to the question, you know, for for the middle management piece, um, you know, it is that kind of <laughs> that sandwich and that they are, um, you know, getting the there's the strategy above that where, yes, they're um, the executives are understanding that value of open source from a much you know higher business value level and then um you know the developers because they are wanting to work at open source but you know in the the middle piece it's there you're dealing with silos you're dealing with who manages the risk you know there's lots of questions and um so i think how the middle management piece can get in and this is where i would encourage developers to bring along their middle management is to we have, there's a great open source readiness uh, SIG that I'm a part of, <laughs> yes, and um, but to help to, to teach that value piece, and that's why once those um, and this kind of ties into the Ditto TV is that the value of those marketing pieces helps to drive the value of the project. So it's not just somebody in the woods shop chopping down a tree. You're being able to amplify the good work that's happening in the community, the value. The, where, the ways that you can be able to, especially from a, a resource management, and, and this would be something that middle managers would certainly be wanting, is that you can be able to leverage open source for the tasks that might not necessarily need um, the amount of uh, person power, yeah. shall we say, uh, so that they can then focus on more customer facing, more innovative pieces, you know, that's really the value of open source. And so it's being able to understand and being able to kind of bring them to the trough to understand what these value pieces are, not just, you know, I'm being told to do this from above, or I'm being, you know, <laughs> or somebody's knocking down my door from the developer standpoint to be able to, um, to wanting to do open source. It's, it's, and it does, it comes down to risk. And I think, um, any project can do a better job of explaining that. Definitely. Um, if, if you were to, um, kind of take, if you were to look at open source projects, um, maybe in the, let's, let's look at maybe two stages of open source projects. Um, let's say the, the infancy, like, um, you know, there's one or two developers that are working on this. There's no critical mass yet, um, but you know, like they are, um, they're producing something that's good. So the product is good. Um, they're in the woods, you know, cutting the tree uh, right now, um, but they are, um, but nobody knows where they are in the woods. Uh, is there anything maybe in a marketing or community sense that you would say, you know, hey, this is something that you know, in order to get to the next step of, of where you want your project to be known and, and grown to, this would be, you know, one or two things that that you should be thinking about in order to get it off the ground. Yeah, and that's where... Pop quiz. 
So yeah, you know, that's where read the room. So, you know, it's what's existing, but kind of what, and then it's read the room and what's the horizon. And another key piece of my role is connecting. And so being able to make recommendations to, um, to folks that might have something much smaller and bring them to something much bigger. A perfect example is that the CFI project, mm-hmm. um, am I saying that wrong? Is it client? Yep. Okay, compliant yeah. financial infrastructure. Yes. Okay, it used yeah. to be called something else. I thought we so. don't call it that anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, we were doing something for, um, a customer and really that needed to be contributed. It would be valuable to, you know, in the open much, yeah. you know, beyond just this one instance. And so, um, again, it's just that connecting piece. And then that, then the, the tree falls and other people get out of the way. Good, good. Um, <laughs> moving up the ladder, um, mm-hmm. you're, you're past the, the two developers in the woods cutting trees. I don't think that developers cut trees in the woods unless it's like, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Not stereotyping the developers. That's, for That's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and we're, and say that we're not there. We're not at Kubernetes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, such a large project that you know brings in you know so many people to it and has so many different. I was going to say tentacles. That's wrong. Um, but you know, has 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 so many um, different areas that people touch on that that. You know, you've grown this project to a small to medium size and you're getting critical mass with developers that they're discovering the value of it. However, you know, still not getting it to where um, a business decision maker is, is saying, yes, A, we need to invest time contributing to that and B, we need to bring that into what we're doing in order to get all the values of the you know, reducing costs and speed to market and everything that is, are inherent in open source. Um, you know, is there like a level up version of of that as far as the either the connections or, or what a, you know, community architect would do or a marketing person would do in that aspect? So one of the things that I have done and would recommend is to um, speak with, you know, talk with the developers and um, have them go. It, so a mini perfect example with a Canadian-based bank. Uh, they were getting ready. They were contributing to a project. They mm-hmm. want. We, we realized there needed to be more um, member or more contributions because right. actually more contributions would help harden it. I made the recommendation to connect to their um, their education department because many times engineering has their own. Um, training arm Mm. and to do a tech talk one of them did a tech talk and the other bank did a lunch and learn or round bag lunch and explain what was happening within the project and the additional help that they could use and um and then also they put it on their um or i made the recommendation that they put it on their learning portal and uh and also their internet to be, the internet piece to be able to get uh, the non-technical folks to be able to help as well, um, to evangelize or to advocate, I should it's a better term, advocate for the project. And um, I think education, the internal education is uh, another overlooked area for open source. Agreed. 
Agreed. Um, yeah, no, that that's um, that is beautiful. <laughs> um, because that, that that you're right. That is, I I would even think that even internally as a foundation, when we've talked about non-technical uh, contributors and in, in trying to um, you know, enhance that pool, I guess. That is someplace that we never go to. Um, you know, we, we talk about marketing because I'm a marketer. We talk about um, community people because we have community people. Um, but but yeah, I, I think the education aspect is, is um, you know, that's a little bit of it. That's community and marketing, you know, and technical put together, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but you're right. That is it's kind of, it kind of feels like the capper to it. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Uh, and that helps too. going back to your question around the middle management and then yeah, yeah, yeah. is to be able to, you know, that because there's that, um, that education, that training piece in many times that from what I've found is that if for those types of trainings to happen, you need to have permission from your manager. And so if mm-hmm. they are advocating for this, then, you know, you're going to get the opportunity to, uh, the middle manager is going to get opportunity and exposure to that project as well. You're right. Um, and and whether that educational piece is something that's more internal and more structured or sending them to an awesome conference. Um, you both. Know. <laughs> Definitely both. Um, uh, I, I was I was going to plug like three conferences at the same time right there. But <laughs> all of Stain, all of Stain. Um, uh, that's cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. Is, um, you know, is there anything at, at Red Hat that, that you've been working on that you can talk about, um, you know, that that you want to put out there as far as like, you know, here's where we'll be. Here are some of the things that we're doing in order to, you know, make things better for different communities, maybe within financial services. Um, uh, you know, any, anything you want to plug um, and, and not that this podcast is about plugging things, but, you know, Red Hat has been in the industry for a long time. The beginning, and um, yeah. and uh, and I know that you're very active at different conferences and, and things like that as well. So, uh, uh, want to talk about any of that coming up soon? Sure, yeah, I can. Um, so I'll be in Dublin next week. Um, actually, this Which is will probably be this probably. week when this comes out. So you'll be in <laughs> Dublin today. Um, I'm in Dublin, everyone. Hey, come see me at Open here. Source. Um, Summit EU. Um, I will be attending that. I'll be at KubeCon. I am also a part of uh, the tag proposal for sustainability or the proposal for a sustainability tag within the CNCF. And um, and then uh, I'll, of course, I'll be in December on December 8th. I will be in New York for um, the Finos conference at Open Source Summit. Did it change OSS? We change it. Yeah, we we're gonna change it every year just for fun because okay, good. You know, and we have to I be really good at marketing every year. Uh, <laughs> open source in finance forum. Okay, open source. In, yes, there we go. Yeah, I um, I will be there. And um, the one thing though, I do, I really think is important yeah. to share, especially as a non, um, it's a non-technical technical resource, is that um, you know, don't let imposter syndrome get in the way mm. everyone seriously everyone can contribute to open source and um and if you have any questions i'm always uh, you, know, you can drop my linkedin i don't care yeah. ask me questions um and i'm 
I'm here to support yes. and be kind. <laughs> Very good. Kara will be kind to you while she's telling you, hey, yeah, I don't know if that's good. No, <laughs> no I, and I go back to, you know, like one of the conversations we had, um, uh, was that early? I at some point in the pandemic (laughs) yeah that that you know we were talking about you know different ideas for doing different things and 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 i can tell you from experience that you know just bouncing ideas off of kara um is you know is a very very good thing to do Uh, thank you that's really nice yeah um so uh thank you for being here today and um and thank you for your insight um into the you know the non-technical uh contributor world um and and i really do think that you know like as as telling you about open source and finance 101 you know like that again that's something that that you know just like the education aspect that that sometimes we just don't hit because we're thinking you know technical developer technologist um you know open source project that has code in it you know, there are open source projects that don't have any code in them, um, mm-hmm. FYI out there. Um, and, and so the, you know, but they're, you know, you, I wouldn't even call it a support system. Like there, there are leads that are non-technical within open source projects as well. Um, mm-hmm. and so, uh, uh, so it's it's good to highlight that. Um, I think especially for you and me coming from that, that area. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Um, um, but, uh, but thank you for that. And, and, uh, do appreciate you, um, talking about that. And absolutely. um, Thank you for having me. Thank you. And, and, um, yes, if you are in Dublin today, um, uh, Kara, uh, is there, uh, we'll be at KubeCon. Um, will you be at all things open? I won't because it is the same time as all, uh, as KubeCon this year. Okay. So don't do that. (laughs) I normally would be, um, yep. but so hopefully next year they do not right. um, coincide Run into each other. Um, and um, uh, but I'll be at All Things Open uh, November second, I believe, um, or October thirty. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween. Um, Halloween or All All Things Open is a great. Yes. Um, yeah. My my kids are old enough to wear. I think they're still going trick or treating, but they probably shouldn't. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily have to be there that night. Um, and uh, and then of course in in December in New York. Um, and so looking forward to uh, catching up with you in person at one of those times. And yeah, uh, if we're if we're driving through Virginia at some point, um, uh, I'll. I'll say hi as well. Um, so, uh, uh, thank you again, Kara. And, um, uh, I guess with that, uh, I will go ahead and say, uh, good day, good night, wherever you are. All right. We hope you enjoyed that podcast on getting non-technical, non-developer contributors to contribute to your open source project with, uh, Kara Delia from Red Hat. If you're in Dublin the week of September 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, uh, Kara is there with Leslie Hawthorne, also of Red Hat, um, at the Open Source Summit EU. Plus, the Finos team is there as well. And today we just announced that uh, the Linux Foundation is now launching Linux Foundation Europe uh, while in Dublin this week. So uh, we hope that you join us for Linux Foundation, Linux Foundation Europe, Finos and everything in between. With that, I'll say good day, good night, wherever you are.